This morning's reading, entitled Black Joy by the Unitarian Universalist minister Kimberly Quinn Johnson, begins with a poem by Barbara Holmes. Joy unspeakable is not silent. It moans, hums, and bends to the rhythm of a dancing universe. For our free African ancestors, joy unspeakable is drum talk. For enslaved Africans during the Middle Passage, joy unspeakable is the surprise of living one more day. For Africans in bondage in the Americas, joy unspeakable is the moment of mystical encounter when God tiptoes into the hush arbor. Joy unspeakable is humming how I got over after swimming safely to the other shore of a swollen Ohio River when you know you, that you can't swim. And now the words of the Reverend Kimberly Quinn Johnson. When theologian Barbara Holmes talks about joy unspeakable, She's talking specifically about how the contemplative practices of the black church have sustained black people in America through suffering and survival. More than referring to a particular church or denomination, this experience is collective and transhistorical. It's also a different expression of black religion than I'm expected to exhibit as a black woman. On more than one occasion, I've had a particular mode of black worship projected onto me. The more charismatic modes of black worship that we're so familiar with, the shout, the stomp, the song. That particular style of black worship sometimes strikes me as a caricature of joy, a shallow stereotype. I see this in the expectation that more black worship will bring more lively singing, more rhythmic clapping, more energetic worship. I see this in the anxiety that more black worship will bring more living, lively singing, more rhythmic clapping, more energetic worship. The shout, the stomp, the song. But this caricature, this stereotype, is a narrow sliver of the complexity and the richness of black spirituality and black worship. The modes of black spirituality that are most powerful, nourishing, and nurturing for me aren't the stomp, shout, or song. Instead, I think of the rock, the sway, the bend, the moan, the hum. And I think of these things done in community. I marvel that in the midst of sadness and sorrow, in the midst of feeling the effects of generations of trauma wrought by racism and white supremacy, we can still find joy with each other. We are finding joy in each other. I call it black joy because I am black and it is the joy that I have been familiar with my whole life. It is the joy that I have learned from black people it is the joy created through our collective healing, our laying down of burdens to be picked up and shared by our people, our community. This is not joy in spite of suffering, a mask put on to hide pain, 
and armor to put on to push through pain. This is an embrace, holding and soothing us in our suffering. This black joy is joy created through our being together. This black joy reminds me that I am not alone, that trouble doesn't last always, that I am held and carried forward by a power beyond what I can comprehend. I call it black joy, but I want to offer it to the extent that it is mine to offer to this faith. One of my gifts to Unitarian Universalism is the suggestion that joy is ours. We are the people who commit to justice, equity, and compassion. We are the people who aspire to a world community with peace, liberty, and justice for all. We are the people who affirm our interdependence with each other and the universe itself. I want to challenge Unitarian Universalism and Unitarian Universalists to claim joy. Unitarian Universalist joy will require a different way of imagining ourselves and a different way of being with each other. Claiming the possibility of Unitarian Universalist joy requires making space for the surprise that Holmes describes. Claiming the possibility of Unitarian Universalist joy requires slowing down to hear the talk of the drum, pausing to move to the rhythms of the drum. Unitarian Universalist joy requires opening to the possibility of the mystical encounter. Unitarian Universalist joy requires embodying this faith differently than many of us are accustomed to. Saturday morning airstrikes tend to rewrite Sunday morning sermons. <clears throat> and so I begin my rewrite with the words of the Reverend Egbert Ethelred Brown, who was the first African American to be ordained as a Unitarian minister in 1912. He founded Unitarian churches in Kingston, Jamaica, and Harlem, New York. Hear Reverend Brown's words. He says, and I quote, as we face a troubled and puzzled world, we too are troubled and puzzled. As our fond dreams remain unrealized and our bright hopes of yesterday wither in bitter disappointments of today, our courage fails, our spirits droop, our faith trembles, and frustrated, we bow our heads in despair. Nevertheless, we come to God in this hour of worship, in this house of prayer, as we pray for peace in our time, O oh God. May we ourselves be at peace with the world, with ourselves, and with thee. May we know that without love there will never be peace, Teach us, therefore, to love. What does this world need more than love? May we, after hearing this message of the day, leave this place inspired and strengthened, faithfully to fulfill the duties of tomorrow. That's the end of his reading. May it be so. 
Yesterday afternoon, Reverend Tracy Blackman, the Executive Minister for Justice and Local Church Ministries for the United Church of Christ, and the Senior Pastor of Christ the King United Church of Christ in Florissant, Missouri, sent out this tweet. And I quote, So, I guess we should be grateful that Russia or Syria didn't bomb us for poisoning children in Flint or gassing citizens in Ferguson and Standing Rock or allowing people to go hungry and in-housed in a country of more than enough. That's the end of her tweet. I guess we should all be thankful and grateful, right? But I confess I didn't feel grateful this morning. I felt like I imagined the Hebrew prophet Jeremiah must have felt when he said, my joy is gone, grief is upon me, my heart is sick. The world is on fire and justice is all around us. Today, as in, the, as in 1912, Bombs fall from early morning skies and explode from within barreling delivery trucks. Thursday was Holocaust Remembrance Day, a time for truth-telling. Demonstrations against police brutality continue in Sacramento and Baton Rouge. On the Cape on Thursday, a police officer was tragically killed in the line of duty. Horrific loss for his family and friends and fellow officers. And yet we noticed, didn't we? We noticed that his killer, a white man with over a hundred prior criminal charges, was taken safely into police custody. He was taken alive. How long, oh God, how long? Increased numbers of National Guard troops are deploying to our Mexican border. And we ask ourselves, is this to reduce violent crime and human trafficking or to help increase the number of people detained in and the profits earned for all of our new privately owned detention centers? This week, the publication The Intercept reported that between January 2010 and September 2017, ICE received 1,224 complaints of sexual abuse against immigrants in custody. Half of the reported assaults were allegedly per perpetrated by people working for ICE. Only 43 of those reports have been investigated. And we know very few sexual assaults are ever reported at all. Nevertheless, my friends, nevertheless, we gather in this worship hour. We gather in resistance to apathy. We gather to share our strength, our faith, our questions, and our struggles. We gather to feel and to lament because we know that numbness obstructs accountability and delays justice. The poet Joy Harjo says, at this table, we sing with joy, with sorrow. We pray of suffering and remorse. We give thanks. But before thanks and joy, we sing with sorrow. In times such as these, how can we keep from singing? We know that faith is not magical thinking. Faith doesn't take away pain and despair. Our faith is companionship. 
Faith is not being alone. Religion, we know this word, it's what we do together, right? And the Reverend Egbert Etherod Brown said, religion is ethics touched by emotion. If intellect, he says, if intellect dominates and there is no hint of emotion, a cold and barren matter-of-factness results. Conversely, if emotion leads, unguided by intellect, we're doomed to a wild sea of fanaticism. Yet mind and soul united create one music, grander than before. We can't think our way out of this hardship and these hard times. We feel our way through, and we see what else there is for us to learn. For this, I often turn to the Psalms, in Psalm 4, 1, answer me when I call, O God of my right. Be gracious to me and hear my prayer. Psalm 77, I cry aloud to God, aloud to God that she may hear me. In the day of trouble, I seek the Lord. In the night, my hand is stretched out without wearying. My soul refuses to be comforted. I think of God and I moan, I meditate, my spirit faints. You keep my eyelids from closing. I am so troubled, I cannot speak. Psalm 88, why do you cast us off? Why do you hide your face from me? These psalms help break denial. They help me get in touch with my own pain and the pain of our world. Denial taxes and steals from joy, and we have to break through it with truth. When we get honest about life in front of other people, we get energy out of that honesty, energy for something new, because honesty is transformative. Being honest gives space for emotions to be processed through. Sacred space for honoring vulnerability. Space in which we learn that wisdom and hope emerge not from optimism or positivity. Wisdom and hope emerge from truth. And pain becomes bearable because our community helps us hold it. Our opening words today were from the Reverend Louis A. McGee. He was first an African Methodist Episcopal minister before he was fellowshipped as a Unitarian in 1948. Reverend McGee said, those who grapple courageously with the events of life will get more joy out of living. We know we want more joy out of life, right? But what is joy? Help me out. What is joy for you? Right here. Sharing with others. A warm spring day, warm spring day. amen. <laughs> Anyone else? What joy is for you? Singing. Singing. Being, free of fear. Being free of fear. Thank you. The dictionary tells me joy can be a noun and a verb. We can experience, express, or even be a source of joy, a source of delight, bliss, 
jubilation. We can enact and embody joy by gladdening and enjoying what? What is it that brings us joy? Family. Knowing you've made a difference and appreciating. Meaningful work. Connecting with people. Yeah. Babies and pets. Babies and pets. <laughs> yeah. Discovering new things. That's great. What taxes your joy? Fighting against reality. Fear. Fear taxes our joy. Suffering of loved ones and stress. Thank you for helping me preach my sermon. Did you know that joy is mentioned 267 times in the New Revised Standard Version? of the Hebrew Bible and the New Testament. Joy isn't necessarily dependent on circumstance, as we heard in our reading this morning. Theologian Barbara A. Holmes called it unspeakable joy. She observed joy unspeakable is not silent. Joy unspeakable is drum talk. Joy unspeakable is the surprise of living one more day. Joy unspeakable is the moment of mystical encounter when God tiptoes into the hush arbor. Joy unspeakable is humming how I got over after swimming safely to the other shore of a swollen Ohio River when you know that you can't swim. Joy is how we keep standing back up again. We feel our way through to joy because joy is a communal experience. Joy is showing up for one another, caring and tending for one another. As the Reverend Kimberly Quinn Johnson explained to us in today's reading, this is not joy in spite of suffering, a mask put on to hide pain, an armor put on to push through pain. This is an embrace holding and soothing us in our suffering. She implores Unitarian Universalist joy will require a different way of imagining ourselves and a different way of being with each other. I thought of this new imagining while I was watching The Greatest Showman with my children. Have you seen this movie? Did you know that P.T. Barnum was a Universalist? (laughs) I mean, he was certainly a complicated man. But Barnum Circus shows encourage new ways of imagining our world together. I was listening to my children belt out the words to This Is Me. We know that one? Sung by Keila Settle, a U.S.-born Maori actress and singer. And we were watching the scene from the movie. It's incredible how many themes are woven together in this one song. The lyrics reference the Bible, prose from Audre Lorde, the idea of othering groups of people, 
state violence, civil disobedience. In this one scene from the movie, the freaks of the circus, they're good enough to make money for Barnum, right? But not good enough to join him in the after party. So they've already been rejected inside, and waiting outside are the screaming thugs who want to run them out of town. And the performers walk through the room of the exclusive after party and head to the street to start an after party of their own. And the words of this song are painful, but the joy that the characters express in their dancing is palpable. They sing, another round of bullets hits my skin. We'll fire away, because today I won't let the shame sink in. We are bursting through the barricades and reaching for the sun. We're warriors. That's what we'll become. Won't let them break me down to dust. I know there's a place for us, for we are glorious. When the sharpest words want to cut me down, going to send a flood, going to drown them out. I am brave. I am bruised. I am who I'm meant to be. This is me. Look out, because here I come. I'm marching on the beat I drum. I'm not scared to be seen. I make no apologies. This is me. So much truth in that song for us to learn. Songs from pop culture weave together with our own hymns and the words of our own prophets from our Unitarian Universalist tradition that when we slow down and open ourselves to the pulse of the drum, when we gather together to express the truth of our lives and hear the truths of others, we make space to find a new song, a deeper current of surprising joy. Reverend Kimberly Quinn says, we are the people, we are the people who commit to justice equity, and compassion. From the song, we burst through the barricades. We reach for the sun. We march to the beat that we drum. We are the people who aspire to world community with peace, liberty, and justice for all. We won't let them break us down to dust. We know there's a place and enough resources for all of us, right? We are the people who affirm our interdependence with each other and with the universe itself to be who we know we're meant to be. We're not scared to be seen. We make no apologies. Brave, bruised, glorious, joyful. Joy is ours to claim. May we open ourselves to that encounter with the mystical in and around all of us, knowing we are held and carried forward by a power beyond what we can comprehend. May we courageously embody our faith tradition in new ways. May we claim the joy, claim the joy underneath that is ours. Amen.